What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. We provide content to help men be the men they want to be. My name is Brent, and I am the Fallible Man. Hey, on today's show, we're going to talk about the fact that men need a challenge, guys. It's, it's just a fact. Men need a challenge. The value of doing hard things in your life is incredible. We're also going to talk about what kind of things you should take on. And if you stick around in the end, you find out how to stay more motivated to do things well while you're taking on these challenges. Guys, I appreciate you joining me today. Stick around after the intro and we'll get started. This is the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Here is your host, the Fallible Man, Brent Dowling. Men live for the conquest. We thrive on having a mission and succeeding. Statistically, men who retire and don't find a new purpose tend to die sooner than those who find a new purpose. Purpose? Yeah, doing air quotes. Guys, I'm feeling good today, so you're in for it. I uh, got a good workout. I've had several cups of coffee, and man, I'm feeling it today. So I hope you're ready to strap in, guys, because you need a purpose. You need a goal, and you need a challenge in your life. It's just how you are wired. It's how we're meant to be. So grab your cup of coffee. I got mine. Any of you watching the video, you can see it. Ah. Get your cup of coffee or whatever you drink. Spend a few minutes with me, guys, and let's see if we can figure out a good challenge for you to get started on. Have you have you ever noticed it? So I worked in a retirement home when I was younger. I was a maintenance guy for a nursing home, and it was an incredible experience. Though I wasn't medical staff, I interacted with the people who lived there on a regular basis like daily. I was in their rooms. I was helping push wheelchairs when needed and fixing things in their quarters that way that they were taken care of. Uh, It was actually a really nice facility. And so we took great pride in letting our residents live their lives as free as possible with their medical conditions and their age. But it was amazing the amount of women that outnumbered men. Now, statistics will tell you that men don't live as long as women. That is a statistical fact. And I would wager, we've already discussed I'm not like a brain surgeon or anything, I would wager that it's because of this very fact. When men run out of challenge, when men stop having a purpose, that's when they tend to die. It's a it's a crazy phenomenon. And there isn't a lot of scientific research behind it. But you think you're looking forward to retirement? I'm 40 years old. I have a long time till I can retire. I'm trying to, you know, do other things so I can build up a little more income so I can retire a little sooner just because I want to have a little more life. I don't want to wait and work till I'm 67 and have a couple good years, maybe, if I'm lucky to enjoy grandkids. I'd like to have more time than that. So, And I encourage you to pick up a side hustle and something to do because it will help you transition into that retirement. 
because just because you retire from your main job doesn't mean you have to retire from whatever you're doing on the side, right? So that's one way to keep your mission going. But men are really not designed to sit idly. It's just a really... I'm going to say really a lot this episode, I think. It's just a strange phenomenon, guys. So, it's your life, uh, however much of it you got. And being bored, being idle, not like bored like I went home and I didn't know what to do with my time tonight. If you're that bored, comment down below. I, I have a load of suggestions of things you can do. Um, I have the exact opposite problem. I don't have time to be bored. So being idle, not having a mission, not having a goal, not having something that you're working towards or for really seems to mess up our heads and indirectly messes up our bodies. It's really crazy. So it seems to be more than that, though. Okay. Long before retirement. Comment down below if you're listening in the podcast on a podcast app. I know you can comment there, or if you're listening, watching this on YouTube, check it out there. Comment down below and tell me what if you're in that age group where you are close to retirement. I've had several coworkers retire in the last year with uh, the coronavirus thing. The company they work for gave them an option to opt into retirement a little bit early and actually paid them more to do so, uh, so they wouldn't have to lay other people off, which was a really cool deal. I'm uh, really stoked for that company. That was an awesome move on their part. But comment down below. Let us know. If you're listening, you've got a lot of wisdom. If you're getting close to retirement, you've got a lot of life experience to offer. So comment down below if you're close to that and uh, what you're going to do when you retire. Now, like I said, it happens before that, though, it's not just when you get to retirement. It seems to happen if you just don't have a mission in your life. Men tend to lose drive. We become lethargic. Men are actually very prone to depression when they don't have a goal or a mission to be involved with. So if you're suffering from depression right now, I'm not a doctor. Please, please consult your doctor or whatever. But Weigh, weigh this concept while you're working through it, okay? What is your mission? What is your goal right now in your life? Because if you don't have one, I, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you that has something to do with it, guys. Um, it's a weird phenomenon, but you need to have a mission. So, doing hard things gives you a sense of accomplishment that your job may not provide. We have moved into a society where we encourage people readily to go towards more white-collar jobs. Um, I've never understood this white-collar, blue-collar nonsense, but we push people towards college, and we push people more towards technology sector and office jobs, and, and you know, there's a place for those. I work in an office. I hate working in an office. Not my thing. I am a physical individual and it drives me insane. In fact, I fall into this category. 
I hate working in a cubicle farm. It just makes me nuts. It feels like my soul dies a little every day. Maybe that's dramatic, but it's just not fulfilling for me. Um, I have days where I enjoy my job. I have days where I don't. I really don't care. It pays the bills, and it really doesn't define who I am. But it does leave me feeling empty. Now, there are a lot of hands-on jobs. I spent years working in the trades. And in the trades, I actually felt more fulfilled because I could see the progress I was making. I could see the project develop in front of my eyes. It was something that I learned to really love because I did big commercial construction. And when I was doing it, I could see the building take shape. I could see the fruit of my labor come forth. That's a really King James sounding way to say that. Sorry about that. I, I could see my work manifest in front of me and become something that offered value. I actually really enjoyed construction because of that. But switching over to an IT position, I found more and more I just didn't enjoy it as much. Because it wasn't something that really, there's always work to be done, but it doesn't have that same reaction, it doesn't have the same fulfillment as seeing something grow into something else. My first job many years ago was on a ranch. I loved, loved working on a ranch. That was my favorite job of all time. Um, I started working when I was 16, I think. And I worked on a live cattle ranch in, in central Wyoming. And I absolutely loved working on that ranch. It was day-to-day feedback. If I didn't do my job, animals died. So it was real-time, real-life feedback for what I was doing. It was very fulfilling because if there was a problem and I fixed it, I could see the fruit of that immediately. I could see the herd be healthy and grow and expand as we had new calves. I could see sick animals get better as we took care of them. It was a very instant gratification kind of job as far as seeing the value of what I was putting in it. I felt good. I went to sleep and I slept well every night. Not just because it was hard work, but because I felt good about what I was bringing to the table. So taking on challenging or difficult things and this is where we're transitioning slightly it's the same idea okay we're still talking about you need a mission but you need a mission that challenges you physically mentally challenges you because that is what gives you the sense of accomplishment in your mission military guys are a lot like the ranching and the farm industry there's immediate feedback of how their mission goes in real time. And so for some of them, they find it extraordinarily familiar, or familiar, sorry, they find it extraordinarily fulfilling, extraordinarily fulfilling, and will do it for years and years and years because there's a sense of accomplishment that comes. That's harder to find in these nine-to-five office jobs. 
um, a lot of the times you live with the reality that your company would replace you in five minutes if they needed to. You not being there seldom will break the machine. And so you need to find hard things to do. You need to find a mission, a challenge. And I'm going to use those somewhat inter interchangeably because in this context, it is interchangeable. Your mission needs to be challenging. Otherwise, you won't find it as rewarding as you can. Doing hard things keeps you focused on goals and provides that feedback. So I told you I work in a cubicle farm. I work in an office area. and I go out and I work in a data center, so I work out on machines every now and then. The majority of my work is done inside of an office. One of the things I noticed, or one of the things we tease everybody about when we come to work there is, Everybody puts on about 30 pounds after they start working there because it is a very sedentary environment, especially if you're coming from something that was very physical before. And so while I was there, um, I was turned on to optical course racing events. One of my coworkers was involved with them with his daughter. They did it as a family together, which was very cool. It's something I've actually passed on to my children who now do obstacle course racing for kids. But he introduced me to the idea, so I started looking up online, and I instantly fell in love with it. It's not usually a team event. I'm not a hardcore racer. I will never be, like, the top racer or the number one person to cross the finish line. I don't run very fast or very well or for very long because my cardio sucks. I damaged my legs years ago. Uh, one of my legs years ago running, and it's never quite been the same. So, but that's okay. I hate the distance. I hate the running. I do it because I really enjoy the obstacles and the physicality of it. I needed something to pull me out of a slump because I had switched to IT. And while I switched to IT for the benefit of my family and my income to provide better for my family because I could make more doing that than what I was. Like I said, it just kind of left a hole. So I started doing this. Now, I'm not saying you need to go start doing obstacle course racing. I needed something physical for me to conquer. It's a very masculine impulse to want to conquer. And every time I go across a hard obstacle, for me, it's conquering that obstacle. And that's an amazing feeling. I absolutely love it. I love... This is probably mean. I love to blow through an obstacle and look back and watch somebody else biff it. Because it's very satisfying to know I got through it okay and somebody else didn't. It's like probably really jerky to sound that way. But um, but I love obstacle course racing because of that physicality. It gives me instant feedback. But it also gives me long-term goals. I know I have to stay in better physical condition to be able to do those things. So having that challenge, having that mission to go do these events, and I sign up, you know, I'm signed up a year in advance on these things, so I know the dates on them. It keeps me
keeps me focused throughout the year on my physical needs to stay in shape because if I haven't been taking care of myself and I haven't been working out well, instant feedback on the course. It's horrible. It's painful. So you need something physical or you need to do think hard things because they keep you focused on a goal, right? Maybe your hard thing is learning a new language and that's a legitimate hard goal. Not everybody has a gift for languages, but it gives you a hard thing to do that is a challenge, that is a mission, and you have instant feedback and it keeps you focused on studying instead of watching Netflix too much. See where I'm going with this? It makes sense. Doing hard things. Doing hard things helps you with your self-respect and self-esteem as well. Now, I could easily say I have a really good job and I get paid pretty well and yay. But that's just not me. Picking up an axe and splitting a log in one shot. That helps my self-esteem. Turning a wrench on my motorcycle and figuring out what's wrong and fixing it. That helps my self-esteem. Hitting the gym and lifting weights that I couldn't lift before. That helps my self-esteem and my self-respect. There's this correlation between doing difficult things. You need a challenge. You need a mission to keep you focused on your goals to give you feedback, and to help your self-esteem and your self-respect. Men need a mission. Guys, we're going to cut away for just a minute for today's sponsor. Stick around, and we'll be back in just a minute. Today's episode brought to you by TheFallibleMan.com. That's right, it's us. Head over to www.TheFallibleMan.com and check out our blog, updated twice a week with new content and links to all of our social media offerings. Tag or search us at The Fallible Man or at Fallible Man on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social medias for daily content. While you're there, check out our attitude swag, shirts, cups, stickers, and more. Again, that's www.thefallibleman.com. Now, Hope you enjoyed our sponsor. We're still not uh, famous or even insta-famous yet, so I'm still my only sponsor. What do you know? But hey, I like the video. My friend did the voiceover. He's got an amazing voice, right? Comment below if you like my friend's voice on the intro and uh, uh, sponsor commercial. Comment below. Tell me how much you love his voice. He would love to see that. He has his awesome voice for it. But on with our show, guys. The question is, what kind of hard things should you be doing? Well, we already decided the hard things were good for you, that they provide you the feedback you need and the focus you need and the bump to your self-confidence and your self-esteem, self-respect for yourself. But what do you need to do? Do you need to go do obstacle course racing like me? Eh, maybe that's not your thing, and I respect that. Okay. Do you need to go hit the gym? I think everybody should work to stay in shape. Guys, it does not get any easier the older we get. So I think everybody should work to stay in shape. 
but I don't think you necessarily have to go to the gym to do that. I have a lot of respect for all the different disciplines when it comes to fitness. So if you're a calisthenics person, knock out the calisthenics. I had enough of them in the military. Don't want to do it again. But I still throw in some push-ups and stuff like that, even though I hate them. If you're a running person, my wife likes to run. My wife loves trail running. She has no desire to do the obstacle course racing like I do, but she does like the distances because the races I do are anywhere from 3 to 14 miles. So she loves the distances. Really excited because Spartan has put in a trail event finally with no obstacles, and she wants to do that. Coronavirus kind of killed her first race for that this year. She was really bummed about that. But she, she likes to run. I have no idea why anybody in the world likes to run. And yes, I know exactly what a runner's high is. Okay, I used to run. I still hate it. And I don't know why anybody wants to do it. But hey, respect. If you like to run, good for you. Get out and run. That's awesome. If you want to Zumba your way to a fit body, I'm not sure how that works. But hey, no hate, no shade. If that's your thing, that's your thing, all right? I think everybody should do something physical. And so I'm going to say, you know, number one, you need to find something challenging that is physically challenging to keep you healthy. It's not enough to eat well. You need to find something physical to keep your body moving. The amount of research is stifling. I read a lot of workout and fitness journals. Need more coffee for this one. And the evidence is overwhelming, guys. Diet is incredibly important, but it's not enough. You need to work out physically. You need to get active, go to the park and play basketball. You know, I'm, I'm not a basketball player. Uh, my brother-in-law loves to play basketball. So maybe that's what you like to do. Go play basketball with your friends. You don't need a net. All right, old school, we'll, we'll just play with hoops. Hey, worst comes case, since they seem to be taking down hoops everywhere to keep us from playing basketball, cut the bottom out of a trash can and tack it to the board, man. We'll go old, old school. If your thing is swimming, my father swam laps for years. That was one of the things he likes to do for workout. My siblings and I were all on swim team. And so swimming was a big part of our lives. And we were in a really great shape when we were swimming all the time. So, you know, find your thing that's something hard. Push yourself. Don't be one of these people who runs on the same treadmill for 15 years and never changes their life. Go run sprints, go run farther, go run faster, but challenge yourself. Um, and pet peeve on this. Don't be a ticket puncher, okay? Showing up at the gym and doing your pansy little workout that doesn't actually leave you sweaty, tired, or worn out, or feeling like you worked out. I'm not saying you have to grind yourself into the ground, guys, but... I was at the gym today, and in the amount of time it took me to do my deadlift session, I watched a guy come in, do a couple exercises. He was kind of all over the place. It was obviously he didn't have a plan. It wasn't really enough weight. Like you could see, he wasn't 
struggling with any of it, and he was out before I finished my deadlift session. Don't be that guy. You're going to do some kind of fitness thing? This is the information age. Get online. Pick a channel. There are some great fitness gurus or entrepreneurs or YouTubers. Or, I don't know. There's lots of fitness nerds out there. Okay? Find a great channel. I know lots of them. I've sent my friends to lots of them. Find a great channel. Do something. Push yourself physically. You need that physical challenge. That's number one. Number two, something educational. You need to keep your brain going. That's right. We're going to go through three because I think there are three different things you need challenges for. Spoiler alert. Getting ahead of myself. I think there are three different things you need challenges for, guys. I think you need something physical. Keep you healthy. I think you need something educational. Push your brain. Learn a new skill. I don't know what it is as adults that we have this idea that we should stop learning, but you should never, ever, 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 ever stop learning. Learn a new language. Learn a new skill. Learn a new hobby. Learn how to code. Learn how to do something better. Learn. Push your brain. You need a challenge mentally to keep your brain young and healthy. Number three. This one, this one's where some people are going to argue with me. You need a challenge that is something useful to offer to others. To keep you focused on your community at large. Now, maybe your community is your church, or you help out with the local Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. Maybe your community is the Chamber of Commerce in your town. Maybe your community is the school in your area. My wife is a very active part of the Parent Volunteer Committee, because apparently we don't have PTAs anymore. So that was a weird thing to get used to. My wife is very active in the Parent Volunteer Committee at my children's school. Find something challenging that engages you in the community and the world around you. You are a man. Your responsibility is to lead the way by paving the way. Okay, actively leading means setting the example, setting the pace. So you need something challenged. Go find something. It can be a men's group. It can be a mentoring program. Find something that challenges you to be better that serves your community. You will not regret that ever. There is nothing better than being able to give back, guys. So give back to your community. Challenge yourself to find something useful for somebody else. So if you stuck around with me this long, I did promise you that I would help you stay motivated to do these challenging things. And I'm not a liar, because I think men should be honest, even if it's painful. The truth is so much more fun most of the time anyway. So, here is how to make it easy. You're going to laugh. This is simple. So simple you might not have even thought of it before. To make it easy to do challenging things, take somebody with you. Not an equal. Not a partner. Someone who is on the same level. Take somebody with you. Let me give you an example. When I started doing obstacle course racing, 
one of the first things I did was talk one of my best friends into doing obstacle course racing with me. Now, this is several years ago, so I would definitely call him an equal in many ways at this point when it comes to obstacle course events. At the time, he was barely starting his fitness journey. He was severely overweight and is still battling weight issues. He's a computer nerd and has been for years, and so years of just working at a desk in a very sedentary environment has taken its toll. But it's one of the first things I talked him into when I started doing it. I knew I was sucking the mileage, but I was pretty good at monkey bars and crawling under barbed wire and stuff like that. The obstacle course was my favorite part of basic training. Believe it or not, I actually asked if we could do it again. So, to make it easy, find somebody who is not as far along the trip as you are even. And take them with you. Whether that's finding a friend who needs physical help, isn't as strong or isn't as active as you are, or whether it's somebody who maybe you've started learning a new language or maybe you've started learning a particular new skill. Find somebody you can teach. And guys, this is easy. This doesn't have to be another man your age. This doesn't have to be anything specific. This has to be a person. So you know what? I say get back to your community. Find a kid's program or your kid that you can help grow as you grow. Find a you know, spouse. Ooh, that was sharp, sorry. Find a spouse or some your spouse and help them along their journey as well. Find somebody to make the trip with you. And let me tell you why this makes it easy. I taught for years, okay? I've taught in various capacities since I was in elementary school. I grew up a preacher's kid, so I helped my mom teach kids my age and younger in Sunday school. I eventually became a youth minister. I've been an instructor in almost every job I've ever been in. I've been the lead trainer for job, multiple jobs now. I've spent a lot of years teaching, just not as a formal teacher, and I respect a lot of our teachers because it's important. But one of the things I've learned from it is when you're teaching somebody else, you take responsibility for them. When you take responsibility for them, it is easier to stay accountable because you want to not waste their time and you want to help them along their journey. So, find somebody that you can help who is not as far along as you are, and your challenges, you'll start knocking them out, and you'll have to find more. And when you run out of one challenge, find the next challenge. Whether it's physical, educational, or something social in your community. If you don't have multiple challenges going, find them to be involved with, guys, because it will wear you out to not be challenged, and will not have a mission. Do something hard. Build some fortitude. Be the man that you're meant to be. 
My name's Brent. Thanks for hanging out with me, guys. Be sure and like and subscribe. Follow me on all of our social media content, and I will see you at the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.